0: Master motivator and salesman, Zig Ziglar, is one of the most important people any entrepreneur, business owner, millennial, inventor, salesperson, and more can learn from. In this special episode of I Love Marketing, Joe Polish, Dean Jackson, Mark Tim, Kevin Harrington, and Jason Fladlin all examine the impact Zig has had on their lives and their professional careers. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to learn more about your free access to the Ziglar Vault at zigsecrets.com forward slash I Love Marketing. That's zigsecrets.com forward slash I love marketing. If you'd like access to the full interview, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit I love forward slash 316. That's I love marketing.com forward slash 316.
1: I'm Dean Jackson, he's Joe Polish, and this is the I love marketing
0: podcast.
1: everybody. It's Dean.
2: And this is Joe Polish, and welcome to what's going to be, I would hope, for a very eventful uh, episode of I Love Marketing. And the reason being is we've got a boatload of people that are all calling in from different parts of the country. Uh, for this particular episode. And to give oh, you some wow. background, yeah, so we've, we've got Dean Jackson, who you just heard. we got myself. We've got uh, Kevin Harrington, who you know from Shark Tank and a guy who sold billions of dollars worth of stuff on uh, TV. We've got Jason Fladlin, who's one of the top webinar guys on the planet. Uh, we've got, and sitting and listening in, Ben Hardy, who's the number one writer in the world uh, for Medium.com. We've got Mark Tim, who's like a, a badass entrepreneur who. I was talking with Mark and Kevin about a week ago, uh, maybe even less than a week ago, and they basically informed me that they have acquired the rights to the most brilliant sales guy on the planet, Zig Ziglar's, uh, lifetime materials, uh, all kinds of things uh, that have never even been seen by the public. And they were telling me about all the millennials out there that have never even heard this. And if you've been in marketing or sales for any period of time, you know that Zig Ziglar has been one of the most influential humans on the planet for teaching people how to close the sale, how to position yourself, how to how how to how to make money. And, uh, you know, has, has been literally one of the top people on the planet, one of the great speaker. And, there's this vault that they have with this incredible knowledge of this content that has never been shared with the world and that they're getting ready to launch this as this entrepreneurial venture. And, you know, in Zig's career, what they've told me, he's, you know, he's impacted over 250 million people and they want to impact 2.5 billion people on the planet with the materials, which is a pretty big audacious uh, goal. And so we were talking about this and I said, you know, let's do an episode because people that listen to I Love Marketing, for one, this is right up their alley. It totally is aligned with them. And I want to hear what you guys are doing and how you're doing it and let's yeah. invite the I Love Marketing community to get involved in this. And so Dean, before I turn it over to Kevin and Tim to give some background, uh introduce themselves however they want, uh is there yeah. anything you want to say before we do that?
1: I I can't tell you how important this is because you know, we were both of us grew up in marketing pre-digital times. Where we had to learn sales skills, right, and traditional direct response, and I mean, I had Zig on a constant loop in my car when I, you know, I started out in real estate, 1988, right, so 30 years ago, and that was always on a loop in my car, listening to Zig, just getting so um, all that kind of positive. Reinforcement and learning, the dialogues and, and <laughs> getting confidence like that. It, I can't tell you what it, what a difference it makes. So I'm excited to to see what they're uh, what they're up to here.
3: Yeah, and
2: so uh, Kevin and Mark, why don't you guys? Uh, I mean, you can talk about your own, you know, what you, what you've actually done. This to give the listeners a little bit of background on yourselves. And then let's talk about uh, what you what you have a hold of, because there's some serious gold here and we want uh, we want to share it with all the
3: listeners. Fantastic. So it's Kevin here. Um, You know, I was introduced to Zig Ziglar in 1975, uh, which is I was a senior in high school. And I remember I was an entrepreneur running a business and Zig's book, See You at the Top, came out and Mm -hmm. I started reading Zig Ziglar. And was just blown away with the mindset shift that that occurred in me. Um, you know, one of his one of his most famous quotes, and he's got a book of quotes. But it's his way of selling, and his his goal in life was, and, and as, as as he as he said very powerfully, you can get everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. So his way of selling was problem-solving and adding value and thinking of the other side first. And um, and so this is how I started as a young entrepreneur, getting the mindset shift from Zig Ziglar. And then in 1984, when I started the infomercial business, his book Secrets of Closing the Sale came out. And so I call Zig my mentor because for, you know, going all the way back to 75, and then 84, I've been using his principles, his techniques, his mindset shifts, his his closing techniques in my infomercials and in my day-to-day life. So um, I found out, Zig, God bless it, you know, uh, the master of sales, he passed away five years ago. And uh, I met the family of, of Zig Ziglar, uh, the kids, and, and Mark Tim, who was a partner in the venture with them. And I decided, hey, Mark, we need to partner with Zig Ziglar's family in taking all of the assets and bringing them out to the market. Because, uh, you know, I have two boys, one's 29, one's 20. Uh, my 20-year-old is, you know, he's like, tell me about Zig Ziglar. I, you know, I'd love to hear. And, you know, everything that existed in all the databases, 31 books that he wrote and thousands of hours of videos and audios, and some of which have never been seen before. We've uncovered some amazing things in the vaults. These are are videos that have never been digitized. So um, we are now doing that with all of the assets and bringing out the the Zig Ziglar uh, content assets now in 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 a modern day time, showing Entrepreneurs and people that want to learn more about sales and increase their sales, how Zig Ziglar's closing techniques are timeless and are used in everyday life and still used. They, I use them in my infomercials. I'm using in my digital marketing, and mm. uh, and I just got you know really excited about that. So we're relaunching all of his assets in a digital way. And Mark, as my business partner, maybe you could take it from here and explain a little bit more.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. And, you know, for me, a little similar to Kevin, I actually heard Zig Ziglar was the first motivational speaker I'd ever heard in my life when I'm 15. It was like he was just talking to me. Four years later, I'm at another event and I actually meet him and I get invited down to Dallas and I get to have dinner with the redhead. And at that point, man, I was hooked. I, I consumed every bit of content. I wore out the tapes in my car listening to Zig Ziglar and I started applying everything I'd learned in my life. And that's why I think I ended up, you know, doing what I did. I've, I've had 12 businesses. I bought businesses. I've sold businesses. I bought a business back that I sold eight years ago and sold it again. And I used the techniques that Zig actually planted the seeds he planted in me. And I got to a point in life where I'm like, okay, you know, I've, I've done what I, what I set out to do as an entrepreneur. But I haven't really done what Zig put inside of me to do, and that was to fully go all in to help other people with what I've learned. And that's where I connected back with the family, and you' got involved with them and said, we've got to add a zero onto that 250 million. We've got to, you know, introduce Zig to more people. And, you know, we connected with Kevin to do this, but here's what I got to tell you in our research, our research, we've had market research come in and look at the brand and here's what they found. They found that what people really treasure most today is trust you see there's not a lack of information out there there's a lack of information you can trust and although Mm. they found that zig ziglar is not the largest brand in the world that's reserved for a few other brands that uh, we all probably are using right now calling in here but what they found is is that they couldn't really find a brand that was more trusted than zig ziglar and so at the top of the trust scale is zig ziglar because he lived out that quote you can have everything in life you want if you'll help enough other people get what you want. And he spent five decades helping other people get what they want. And therefore, they trust him. And we're at a day an age where trust is at the top end of the premium of what people value. And so we're taking, you know, the wisdom that impacted all of us on this call that's trusted for good reason. And we're now empowering people that are out there trying to crush it like we are But they need that proven foundation that Zig brought to the table. And so we're basically taking content and we're packaging it and now delivering it in a way that people can, you know, consume it. And just to show you a little bit of what we're finding in the appetite for Zig is, you know, Zig passed away five years ago. Kevin talked about that. There was no Facebook page for Zig Ziglar. The outpouring was so huge that the family set up a a, a Facebook page. Now there's 4.5 million people following Zig Ziglar who passed away five years ago. We started an Instagram page a year ago. We're adding a thousand people every single day and we're at like a half a million on Instagram now. So there's this incredible demand for this man, and I think it's because of the trust factor that he brings to the table. We just have to make it more accessible. We have to make it more consumable, and that's exactly what Kevin Harrington and I are doing with this venture.
2: Yeah you know it's it's what's really interesting about this I can't imagine how many uh, millennials and gen x's and uh gen x's gen z uh, are are actually probably not even aware of who Zig Ziglar is I mean they may like well I think I've heard that name cuz it's a very unique name but have no context of who he is, and, you know, I've had the number one selling marketing program uh, at Nightingale Conant, and so during all that period of time, I mean, Zig was, you know, one of the top authors uh, in, well, I mean, who who is the number one, you know, sales author in the world? I imagine that has to be... Zig and I know Brian Tracy, who's a dear friend and is also a giant Zig fan. Uh, you know, uh, sold more audio learning programs than, than anyone at Nightingale Kona, but I imagine no one even comes close. I would imagine to Zig, unless Kevin, are you, you know, aware? know,
4: I well, I I, uh, I, I got to tell you that uh, I've I've ran into a bunch of people out there that are huge. You know, uh, you know, sales experts, and I heard one person say on stage that there's that he, to his knowledge. There's almost nothing set on stage in sales that didn't originate with Secrets of Closing the Sale, And mm. other people refer to it as the sales Bible. I mean, so when you go back and really look at it, there's so many derivatives of that book that have spawned and, and been branched out of that, that almost all of it can be traced back to that particular book and not that there aren't other experts out there but it often all trails all paths lead back to secrets of closing the sale that, that's he, he, had, he had one audio that it, it
3: sold 12 million uh in in, in one
4: uh yeah. of,
3: you know so i mean you know he's he's 31 books in dozens of languages you know i was in brazil and i'm talking to somebody who had portuguese uh, uh, audios of Zig Ziglar, so you know it, it's it, it, he's all over the world too.
2: Boy, you're t- back in the day. You're talking MC Hammer numbers here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's. Yeah, let,
2: let's uh, let's uh, have Jason Fladlin, who I consider literally one of the greatest marketers alive. He's so brilliant. He, I called him up when I heard this, and I said, you know, we got to talk to to Jason. And he told this great Zig Ziglar story. So, uh, Jason, uh, since you've not yet spoken on this episode, <laughs> uh, pi- pipe in and could, do you mind sharing that story? Because I think it's great, and then we'll just continue to talk about Zig and what people can learn from him.
5: Yeah, I would love to. And you know, it's hard for me to remember the story even because like I have so many stories uh, of Zig. But he was the first person I ever seen speak live. Uh, my only, my only birthday present one year is I had my mom take me to Peoria, Illinois, uh, to see him speak. And and unlike you all dogs on the call here, I I got into Zig after uh, I started the digital marketing business that I mm-hmm. created. So I didn't have any pre-internet experience, but what I did have was a library card. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. So I went down there, what, they had this 89 Toyota Celica, and it's like, at this time, it's like 2004. So it's it was already a pretty bad car. It, it had a tape player in it. And I went to the audio section. I said, listen, I want to learn how to sell, because selling is everything. In my opinion, like, nothing happens until something gets sold is is a really wise saying that I heard before and I went through and I looked at all these different audio programs and there was Secrets of Closing the Cell by Zig and I got that and I listened to that kind of like when Dean was talking it reminded me of that uh of, of me listening to it now you know at the time I was so broke uh, I barely could rub two nickels together for warmth so it was funny listening to all this, you know, selling technique and powerful persuasion ability and just being in this like rundown position where I'm just trying to get an online business off the ground. Uh, and here was the dilemma I had, which is interesting because it's probably a dilemma a lot of people have these days, which is why I think some of this great knowledge gets neglected and not utilized is, you know, two things are going on here. First thing is it's selling, it's not marketing. And so people are quick to discount it because they think, well, mm-hmm. if it's one-to-one and I can't see the prospect on the other end and I can't calibrate the message to what they're responding to and, you know, serve and sell in that portion, how do I generalize it and apply it to a one-to-many situation? Uh, and, and so a lot of people tend to say, I'm not a salesperson, I'm a marketer, I'm a business person. And and I, for whatever reason, I, I guess I was lucky or I just intuitively understood. I'm like, if I understood it down to the essence of the one person, then i could get everybody if i understood the one then i could get it yeah. um but there was no clear direct line you know zig didn't say well here's how you use this on a webinar cuz webinars didn't exist you know uh, or here's how you use it on a web page even cuz back then web pages didn't no. exist but but here's the thing that zig said to me that forever changed my life uh, and and he says get these little 3x5 note cards it was in the book um he literally says this in the book uh, and he says if you write down a close on these three by five note cards, you write down these closes and you memorize one a day, he's, he's like, you'll be a world-class salesperson. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm, this isn't exactly, but this is my takeaway from that. And here's what's really funny. I said, okay, I'm going to write down the closes that I can fit that Zig gives word for word and secrets of the cell on these three by five note cards. And I, when I was done, I had a stack of them. And some of these closes didn't even make sense. Like, I'm not going to sell pots and pans. It just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so why should I learn a pots and pans clothes? But I said, I to learn how to sell pots and pans, even if i never ever, ever sell one. I just want to know the language patterns. I want to understand and I want to think like Zig and be like Zig. And memorizing is hard. It's tedious. It's boring. It's not fun. But if you write down one clothes a day on a note card, you can memorize that clothes by the end of the day. And then the next day you grab another note card. And by the end of the day, you've memorized that. So I did that for six straight months. Uh, and so in a six-month period of time, and, and keep in mind, nobody's even given me appointment, and I have nothing to sell to anybody, but I'm just wanting to learn how to sell. And you know, I went right to the top with Zig to learn directly from him. And after six months, I was a walking, talking sales encyclopedia. But here's what I didn't, ha- I didn't anticipate happening that happened. I could, I could then take parts of this clothes from Zig and parts of that clothes from Zig and in my mind kind of audition different phrases for it because you know I'm not from the South like Zig is uh, so there's certain things he could say and get away with that I couldn't but if I rephrased it and said it like this with my own spin and my own personality uh, what would that sound like and if I could stitch this clothes with that clothes maybe I could create like this mega clothes between the two that could be applicable to what I was doing uh, and, and it was amazing the amount of work I could do on my own by having these raw ingredients that I could draw from. And I mean, this is one of a thousand lessons I could share with you from from essentially a book I got for free because I kept checking it out from the library um, that I learned that totally revolutionized that or everything that I did. And then when webinars came around, and this was about 2007, 2008, I said, well, here's my time because this is a personalized media It's something that is fluid and dynamic because I can say something live on a webinar and get chat responses back and then use those to kind of calibrate my messaging. Um, And I I was able to then take these new closes and adapt them to a webinar technology and a webinar setting and nobody was selling like this at all, period, because, you know, this is material from 1975. And nobody thought to look that far back. Everybody's kind of copying what everybody else is doing at the web on that time. And I was able to pioneer, like, you know, and, and these days, like Joe and many people think I'm the best webinar guy in the world. And the core the core essence of that all came from Zig and from his closes. Once I learned how to mm-hmm. how to sell like that… The rest of it was just filling in the blanks in terms of what else I got to put around it, what I got to put before it, what do I got to put after it. And and now here's the here, – so here's the funniest thing that happened of all is um, I'm at Joe's office right now, completely unrelated um, to anything that we were discussing with Zig when, when he looped uh, Kevin Harrington and, and Mark in with this conversation. I'm down here for a Facebook training, but in order to prepare for it – They asked us, what are some authors that your people read? And I started flipping through this old book that I had from 2014 from from the Genius Network annual event. And everybody lists their top three most influential books. So I'm flipping it through and I'm saying, what books are people reading? What were they constantly bringing up over and over again? So this could be potentially part of my avatar. And I'm kind of flipping through. I get halfway through this book and there's a guy there who says, you know, Secrets of Closing the Cell is one of his top three books. I go, oh, who's that? And I look over and it was me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot that I put that down. So immediately I took a picture of it and I sent it to Joe and I sent it to Kevin. I was like, ah, this is just so you guys know, we just had this conversation yesterday and I found this today. And, and so it's, funny. it's so funny how, you know, first of all, success leaves clues. Right. And this was a great clue yeah. there. But it's, it's funny. It's how everything is kind of all comes back. To the source at the end of the day, um, and so yeah, to me to be even on this call is just an incredible honor, and I really appreciate uh, you guys allowing me to to be part of this today.
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, it's,
5: I think it's great, and and
2: you know the, the the biggest thing here, there's two things going on for all of our listeners. Uh, one, this this goes to show you that there's some of the greatest knowledge, strategies, methods, processes, sales closes have already been created. And mm-hmm. you can utilize them in the same way that you could utilize tools if you simply knew what they were and, 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 and where they existed. So, you know, part of this is, yeah, I mean, Kevin I, and Mark, I want you guys to, you know, what you're, you're doing a lot with this materials, and I know a lot of the other marketing listeners would love to to, to, to get this, especially the stuff that's never been seen before by anyone. So that's, that's one thing. The second is, this is about really, you know, uh, what do you do with a business opportunity where you see a gold mine that's not being mined at all and Mark and Kevin, you know, now have acquired all of this material and they're like, you know, they're building a new business here. And, you know, Kevin, for people that don't know, I mean, we've done, I love marketing episodes with Kevin. Kevin has spoken at genius network. Uh, you know, everyone here is in genius network. So that, that that's all great. Uh, part of it is, You know, if you just think of the endorsement of someone like Kevin Harrington, because I don't know if there's any other person that has sold more stuff on television than Kevin. And so this is a master salesman. This is a master closer. And for him to say out of all of the, you know, I mean, he's a, you know, he's been a shark on Shark Tank. I mean, he gets more deals thrown at him. Probably every 10 minutes that most people get thrown at them in their entire lifetime, and so for him to devote you know time and energy to say, yeah, I really want to build this out, that that shows a great reverence for the value of of who Zig Ziglar is and his materials and how useful uh, this will be. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that you know are looking for, well, you know what what's the new thing? Well, sometimes the new thing is the old thing. You know, sometimes the new thing is taking something that is amazing that already has existed, but it's never been put into a current form where people can access it. So I think,
1: Joe, I think you're of... right on. You're right on with that. I heard somebody once say that if you want to go to the true wisdom books, you go back to pre Gutenberg for the real wisdom because of how difficult it was to actually Documents an idea, something that you had back then, right? After Gutenberg, after the, the movable type, it became easier for books to even be created, right? And I think that in 1996, we had another one of those moments with the internet. You know, when you look back now, if you look at the career that Zig had of getting all of that, like impacting 250 million people, Pre-internet was a real accomplishment. I mean, that's something that is just uh, you know unbelievable. And when you look at it now, that people think we're in a whole new era. You know, when you think about this is well, it's a digital world. None of that stuff applies. That's old school, right? But I just had it. You'll love this, Kevin, because it's golf related. I was doing. I did a recorded a podcast a little while ago and. I was just thinking, reflecting back, I've been in in the business world, got my real estate license in 1988, so 30 years ago this year. And I was reflecting on how much has changed over the 30 years and, and some of the things that haven't changed. right? And I was looking at it that in golf, the technology and the driver technology and and golf ball technology has improved the way that we strike the ball so that in 1990, the leading driver on the PGA Tour was 279 yards. In In 2017, the leading driver was 336 yards, so an improvement of 57 yards of driving the ball 57 yards further. But the thing that matters, getting the ball in the hole, the scoring, the thing that matters has improved by less than one quarter of one stroke over those 30 years. So all the technology, all that stuff has not fundamentally impacted the thing that is the most important thing, which is getting the ball in the hole, which is the equivalent in our business world of making the sale, the close, right? You can't digitize the last hundred feet of it. You know, you've got, it all comes down to one person being moved in a way that convinces them that this is the right thing for them to do. And knowing those closing skills, you know, that, uh, that's where they really are. That's all psychology. That's, there's nothing digital about that. Digital is really the distribution method of the grounding of those real s- skills that, you know, you talk. It's not surprising that Jason, the, you know, has become the best webinar um, sales expert in the world but on the back of being the best theoretical pot and pan salesman in the world through memorizing closes that were all analog and completely unapplicable to digital stuff. Amazing.
2: Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, that was that was a great rant you just went on, Dean. I mean, I, I, I absolutely. You know, I mean, I because sometimes I forget that you're actually bright and you say really smart stuff, and, it, and, and that was that was really uh, that was really superb. And 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 you know, the the thing is, like when people look back at advertising back in the '70s and stuff, as an example, uh, I look at young internet marketers like, oh, it's it's really difficult to try to. Construct a sales picture it's like for one if you wanted to yeah. test an ad back in the 70s you're using a typewriter you're using an exacto knife if you have like if someone mistypes something you're, you're using whiteout it, I yeah. mean, it could take two or three days to set an ad in the 70s and kevin said he met zig ziglar in 1975 and now like my my introduction to zig ziglar aside from like consuming probably a hundreds of hours of audio, much of, of, of Zig's materials, uh, is Dan Kennedy, who I met very early in the 90s. Uh, he took me to the first big stadium event that he was one of the speakers at, was Zig Ziglar. And waiting for Dan to speak, I sitting back in the green room, and I sat on a couch with Zig Ziglar for an hour listening to him get a pitch from some guys pitching him on doing an infomercial together, and it was funny, because I'm this young guy in my 20s, and Zig is saying, so what do you think of this? he was the nicest, most personable guy, and he was asking me for my opinion on something, which I actually kind of had some good perspective uh, back then, because I was just getting in, in, introduced uh, to marketing, but it's like, you know, he's, he's up there, there was no internet, I mean, you're up there selling and. When when you have to drive somewhere to make a sale or pick up a phone call or you have to put, uh, you know, uh, if you have to handwrite an address or put an actual stamp that you have to pay money for, that's completely different than the type of promiscuous marketing that people do today because they think email or social media or posting something doesn't cost them anything. So there's not as much depth like what you were saying, Dean. When you have to really think through being effective, getting the ball in the hole, that's all that matters. In closing the sale, and so if we were to really say, okay, every person listening to this, in order to really make money, they actually have to get someone to buy something. They have to consummate the sale. That's it. Someone has to do it. And who better to learn that from than a guy that not only taught it to more people on the planet, but actually his track record proves that he himself did it he followed his own advice, he was so successful, and how does one access it and why and that's that 's why we 're doing this call today i mean that 's what we 're talking about now now kevin and and, and mark we 've not mentioned anything about like what some of the closes are or any of that sort of stuff. is there anything that you 'd like and, and, and i mean we could talk for a week just on that uh, and and frankly i don 't even know if we should talk about that stuff because you're you 're putting all of that together, and people can uh, obviously access it but is there anything that you 'd like to 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 share with people about Zig that have been some of the most profound insights or ways that he went about producing a result?
3: Go ahead, Mark. I'll let you take it.
4: All right, cool. So, you know, here's what I have to say, guys. All right. Number one, I am confident beyond any shadow of a doubt that right this very second, Zig Ziglar is smiling down on this podcast right now. He is absolutely. And, and Kevin and I, we, we very affectionately refer to him as St. Zig. And, and there's, there's a lot of good reasons why. Because the things that are happening to, you know, that have happened to Kevin's life and happened to my life, as we look back and Jason, as you look back and, and, and you know, Dean and Joe, you realize that St. Zig has been watching over this. You know, that, that he planted these seeds a long time ago and he's watching over and he's smiling right now because he's like, yeah, these guys finally get it. Because here's the deal. We could actually keep everything we're learning to ourselves and just make a ton of money. Like, like we've all done well in life and we use the secrets that we learned from Zig Ziglar to do that and we could just keep doing that. But I think we're all at a stage in life where we've got it. Like we finally figured out the real message that Zig was leaving to all of us, which is it's one thing to learn it. But to become Zig Ziglar, to do what Zig Ziglar did, you've got to be all in on helping other people get what they want. And we just have come to the point, Kevin and I have come to the point, and I could sit here and talk about you know, 50 closes that have made a difference to my life. And and Jason, I got to tell you something, man, in the book, okay, just to go right along with what you said in the book, Zig says, do you know the difference between a six figure a year salesperson? Now, remember this book came out in 1984. So six figures would be a sales guy today making half a mil. So Mm -hmm. what's the difference between a guy making a half a million dollars selling and a guy making, you know, a 10th of that selling. And Zig says, The average close of a guy making six figures in 1984 happened on the seventh close. The average guy making a tenth of that didn't know seven closes, barely knew three closes. And so the whole point is, is that you know, all these people raise their hand and say, well, I'm not in selling or I don't like sales or you know, I- I've got my couple closes that I like. Jason has crushed it because he knows so many closes because in Secrets of Closing the Sale, here's what I will tell you is there's over a hundred closes in there. There's not 10, yeah. there's not seven, there's over a hundred closes. Like most people don't even realize there is a there is hundred closes and there's over a hundred closes in that one piece of material alone. And so that's why when Kevin and I got together, we said, look, you know, we're at a stage in life where we gotta start sharing this. If we're gonna honor Zig's legacy, we can't sit on this any longer. We can't just benefit from it. Jason can't just benefit from it. And Joe and Dean and me, we can't just benefit from it. We gotta start sharing it. And that's really the, the premise of what started all of this is saying it's time for other people to know. And guess what guys, there are secrets. There are secrets that the masters had. That's why they were so successful. They knew things that we didn't know, and that's why they were so successful. And it's time for those secrets, particularly Zig Secrets, to be told in a way that today's generation consumes, that today's business transacts. And it's all relevant, even though it was written decades ago. It's probably, if you want to be fair... It's probably more relevant today because real genius is usually decades ahead of itself. So Zig was really writing this content for today, not for 1984 – But for today, and that's the piece that if people will open up their mind and say, oh, my gosh, that that was written in 1984, you know, that's that's old content. No, it was really the genius of 1984. And it's the most relevant today. So that's what I would say. Rather than me unpack every clothes that's in there, I'm just going to unpack it and say, the relevance of this content that we've put together that we're delivering in a masterclass with Kevin Harrington and Zig Ziglar is probably more relevant not probably i'm confident is more relevant today than it was in 1984 and you and know you and, to, and I, if, that's why i know
3: if go, you want to go to one of the just the basic premises big would say one of the challenges that you run into oftentimes gets revolves around price and so The problem that you have, especially in an infomercial, we're not sitting with the people face to face. They're watching this over TV. So we don't have a chance to handle their objections face to face because it's going on television. So Zig says you have to show more value than the price so that people can say, "Okay, I'm ready to buy. So the whole concept of but wait, there's more starts by with Zig Ziglar's concept of. You have to show more value to overcome any price obstacle. So, but wait, there's more. If you order in the next 30, minutes, you're also going to get this, and you're going to get this, and you're going to get this. That boils down to Zig's value close. That's just one of a hundred things. But it's you know this is this is something that's that's become you know part of our our, our, our language now. But wait, there's more, and it it's value so, um, you know, and, and, and so sometimes in digital, when you don't know why somebody's not buying, you don't know what the, the obstacles are. If it happened to be on price, you can test offering some more value. And this is but wait, there's more. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could go one oh, by think- one through 100 closes and, and analyze all these kinds of things. And Zig, I got to say, guys,
4: Zig used to love it when someone would tell him no. I mean, mm-hmm. what sales, what salesman likes to hear? No. Okay. Why would Zig Ziglar like it when people told him? No. You know why? Because that meant they could make a decision because the only person he Zig couldn't sell to is someone who couldn't make a decision. If they could make a decision to say no, then he knew he could make them. He could help them see the yes. And right. so we're all afraid to get told. No, Zig wasn't afraid to get told. No, that just told him he had a buyer no meant he had a buyer no decision meant he had didn't have a customer at all and so and that's the difference we don't want to hear no today we're afraid of no today zig wasn't afraid of no that just said i got a real i got a real prospect is what he used to call it i got a real one on the line because they just told me no which means they can make a decision i just have to get the value ahead of what the price is and they'll turn that no into a yes
1: hmm. i think so many of those things are like philosophical themselves you know like you what you were saying uh, Kevin about just that added value I think for me there's not been anything more impactful in my business life than Zig's quote of you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want and I think that that quote has been misinterpreted in in focusing on Using it as a hustle thing of get going and get out there and help more people, right? They're get out and try and do that. But I think that I really took to the the condition precedent of it, of you can get what you want if you help other people get what they want. But you have to help them get what they want first. And so one of the greatest questions that I've ever asked, and I talk about it all the time, is this, what would you do if you only got paid if your client gets a result? That's how I start with people when I'm trying to help them with their marketing is just to get them to think that thought, right? To think, what would I do if I only got paid if they actually get the result? Even if they're not going to make that their offer, it helps them get in the right mindset that you've got to have an offer that you would feel strong enough to be able to make that offer to people. And that's a win-win situation, you know?
2: That's what I'm trying to say. That's, it that's, is. That's, exact, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, um, you know, it's it's interesting listening to that because you've heard me uh, tell that, that spin on that quote, um, Dean. I don't know if Kevin's ever heard me talk about that, but um, I have a friend named Martin Howie who came to my office during Genius Network meeting. He goes, you know, we've all heard a lot of these statements like, you know, uh, people don't want to um, – a drill they want a hole or you can get you can get anything you want if you help enough other people get what 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 they want he goes well he goes that's not always true he goes because you can work your butt off helping people get what they want and they won't do a damn thing for you and sometimes mm-hmm. you know people don't want to a, a, dr- a hole they actually want to stir paint he goes there's different applications but it, what what we, we went into a discussion is like well it's picking you can you can have anything you want because look i have genius network people know me as a connector i am always wanting to uh, produce more than i consume i want to be useful i want to be generous i want to help people i mean even this podcast episode is helping people. I mean no one had to pay to listen to this. I mean we're you know we put this stuff out for free. So we are helping people build and grow a business, how to become better at sales, how to become better at marketing. We're bringing enormous talent. I mean like we're doing it right now as we're talking to to everybody. Uh, the the thing when it comes to taking you know creating value for others is if you just go like here's what I think the distinction is in in, in what people have to understand about uh, Zig and what you even said, Dean, making the analogy with um, with with putting the goal of, of getting the golf ball in the hole is right, producing, yeah. producing a result. And if you can get other people – like you can have this perception of helping people, but you're not helping them at all if what you're doing is not giving them what they want. And if it's not right. leading to them – like if you're not able to close them and, and, and literally make the sale, not just show up – you know, people confuse activity with accomplishment i you know i mean we all know people that work all day long trying to build social media followings trying you know like I always love the analogy when websites first came out is what the hits stand for you know what it, it hits on a website because that term used to be used a lot in the early days of the internet I mean people still use it today but they yeah. I remember the first you know people are like how many hits did you get how many hits did you get yeah. and, and the analogy is how idiots track success because it's <laughs> like you know yeah you can have a ton of hits so you can have a ton of visits but if no one ever actually buys anything you haven't really accomplished it so the 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 thing is if you if you learn if you want to be useful and helpful to people but you're not able to close them you really are not helping them i mean and you may think you are uh, but it, you know if you have a great product or a service that will change someone's life but you cannot get them to buy it then you haven't changed their life you've, you've you you might have and you could spend hours you can spend years in that vicious cycle and that's why it's so critical to learn what what Zig actually taught people, which was how to actually close the sale, you know, how Mm -hmm. how to make it happen. And if you Mm -hmm. do that, then you can, you can get anything you want in life by helping other people get what they want and, and and choosing the right person. And can I ask you, Kevin, uh, because I mean, you're, look, you're a master at this from having done it on on television for so many years. Jason is a master of it in in webinars. Uh, You know, when it comes to list selection, uh, what what did I mean? You've you've watched recently uh, materials that Zig had, Mark was saying earlier before we started recording this podcast that you've got this vault filled with things that no one has has ever seen before, closes and stuff. What was what do you believe Zig's perspective was from either you, Mark, or Kevin on selection, like list selection in 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 the world of marketing? We we want to target the right audience. Uh, what, what were his thoughts, not just on using closes, but on selecting the right person to, to present it to?
5: Hmm.
3: Well, yeah, that, that's a great question. And, you know, um, I, I, you know I, I think about some of the products that I've been involved with. For example, take a Tony Little um, fitness guy, right? You know, people would – a lot of people that were overweight – you know, there's two ways to look at them. You can, you don't want to sympathize with them, as Zig would say, don't sympathize, but empathize. Okay. So you, you want to help these people solve their problems. And so, um, you know, the person that is so overweight, they can't ride a bicycle and, you know, you want to help them not just sell them a piece of equipment, Tony little, and this, this is now directly related to, The empathizing instead of sympathizing, as Zig would say, Tony Little didn't just sell, when we sold the Gazelle, for example, we didn't just sell them the piece of equipment. We gave them a 1-800 number toll-free coach that would walk them through diet plans and all kinds of added value opportunities because we said, you're now a customer for life and you have a 1-800 number you can call anytime that you need help, you have questions whether it's your, your activity schedule, your eating schedules, whatever it would be. So here again, creating the value chain that Tony Little did, because you know we're not just interested in selling a $300 gazelle or $400 gazelle, whatever the price is. We need to change these people's lives in a, in a material way beyond just a piece of equipment. So we're, you know we're not just going to sell them something. We need to create a lifelong customer, and now those people are now buying Tony Little's metabolic boosters and other things. That because they become a lifetime customer, we've, we've looked at that 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 as a as a as a total lifetime average value situation. So too many people are interested in just closing the sale, making their commission, making their buck, and moving on. It's the fast buck. Uh, type people to do that. It's, you know, this, this 800 number business that Tony had cost him a ton of money to staff up for all these coaches, but he was willing to invest that money because he wanted people to truly get the benefit of all the things he knew about the other things they need in life besides just the gazelle. Right. That's
4: right. awesome. Well, mm-hmm. right.
3: And,
4: and I, I got to tell you guys, I mean, one of the things that uh, that really comes to mind when when you ask that question is, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about Zig and I'm thinking, what was Zig thinking? And here's what I can tell you. I've watched I've probably watched more Zig footage than almost anyone on the face of this planet. And here's what I will tell you. Zig had no hesitation to say, I'm a salesman. Not only did Mm -hmm. he have no hesitation. He was so dang proud of the fact that he was a salesman. He went so far as to, he's got a manifesto, and I'm not going to even try to repeat that because it's in our masterclass, his manifesto, but he's the guy who said, nothing happens. Nothing happens until something gets sold. If you've got a, a passion that the world needs, you have to sell it. If you've got a purpose in life that the world needs, you have to sell it. If you've got a product inside of you that the world needs, you have to sell it. And so, for whatever reason, since the, the days of Zig Ziglar, all of a sudden selling has become this thing where everybody says, Well, I'm not really into sales. You know, I'm, I'm not really a salesperson. Zig would say, Are you kidding me? In fact, he went so far as to say, You know, and it, it's, a, it's a brilliant piece of content and it's something that we offer in our masterclass. But he basically said, Christopher Columbus, George Washington, Martin Luther King. OK, what did those guys, our iconic leaders, our, our, our heroes, quite frankly, the heroes that we identify with, what did they have in common with Bill Gates, with Steve Jobs, with Jason, with Joe, with Dean, with Kevin, with Mark? Wh- what did they have in common? We all had one thing in common, and that is that they were some of the most incredible, probably the best salespeople that ever walked in this country. Because, I mean, think about it. George Washington had to sell a bunch of people to go up against the most powerful army in the world and basically say, look, here's the deal. If I'm right and and and, and we win, OK, I'm not going to pay you anything. But if I'm wrong and we lose, you're going to get hung. So who's in? <laughs> I mean, who, so here, here's the sign-up sheet, all right? I'm going to pass it around. You guys all sign up. And so, you know, I mean, Christopher Columbus had to convince Queen Isabella that he found India. No, actually, that he found better than India, you know, like America was better than India, you know? And so these people were our heroes, but what they were was incredible salespeople. And he leaned into that and said, never, ever shy away from the fact that to get anything done, that this country wouldn't exist. America would not be America if it wasn't for sales. And that 's why he hmm. believed that selling was the most noble profession that there was because nothing happens until something is sold
2: Amen. absolutely I mean you know you know what I'd love to hear is your guys's perspective on just how do you even define sales It may sound like a kind of a goofy question, and I of course have like maybe an advantage because I have this wonderful definition that I asked Dan Sullivan. Uh, you know, years ago, I, I was just, you know, I, I said to Dan, I go, how would you define sales? And he just blurted out, getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. And I have said that definition, I mean, hundreds of times. And I've taught, I've thought about it a lot. But what 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 I, what I find really interesting, I even did a, a short video because I was asked the question when they were filming me for a documentary a few years ago. Uh, they asked me uh, this question that never got shown in, in the documentary, but what it was what was on, on B footage. And I have this kid named J.R. who literally goes through all my materials. And he was watching it, and he took this little uh, excerpt. It was a three-minute and fifty-second uh, v- video clip where they asked me, "Is selling evil?" And I responded with, "Like, why selling is so important." And so, if someone just typed in "Is selling evil" into Google, they'll hear my, you know, my response talking about it because this video has now been shown in universities. It's been shown in seminars. I mean, it, like, tons of people have, have used it as a model of how to how to think about selling. And, and I say the quote. You know, getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result and so the key word in that definition is good for them because if what you're offering people is actually good for them, then you have to get them intellectually and emotionally engaged and that's what Zig was an absolute master in in doing, and that's why nothing happens like you said until a sale is made because. if you don't get someone intellectually, emotionally engaged, you know, Martin Luther King did, Mother Teresa did, uh, every movement on the planet, good or bad, uh, you know, required someone to sell it. But if the key is good for them, then you can use selling and marketing in the most, you know, effective ways. There are no greater contributors to the world than people that that have the ability to influence. I mean, Robert Cialdini is a dear friend of mine. I'm having dinner with him next week. He's been the Genius Network many times. We've done great interviews with him. Dean is known uh, Robert and Bob Epp for many years. And, you know, he's always talking about ethical influence, but it boils down to... You know, I mean, if Robert Cialdini, I'd love to actually talk to Robert about Zig Ziglar, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, because Robert studied every form of influence from, you know, televangelist to salespeople to con artists, good, bad. And, you know, and he's really boiled it down to, you know, how you actually most effectively sell people on the spot or what do you need to do in advance on his latest book, Persuasion. Um it, you know, b- by looking at it, but like w- name any sort of movement, cause, business, nonprofit uh, finding the love of your life. I mean anything that doesn't involve selling. I mean, everything that matters involves selling and who you become the best of terms of who you are as a human, the best qualities actually come out when you're selling. I mean, I think one of the biggest uh, things that, that cause people to be ineffective is they don't sell them. They don't sell themselves. They're not sold on their own ambitions. And I think a lot of reasons people give up and a lot of reasons people fail in business. A lot of reasons that they are scared is um, because they, they, they don't have confidence in their ability to be persuasive, in their ability to sell. And if you don't know that skill, then how on earth are you going to make a business work? I I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a situation, uh, except when someone so poorly mismanaged margins, where, you know, you you see these going out of business sale. You know, I mean, mostly they're having that because that's the last, thing that they they think they can do is like well we don't know how to sell it any other way so we're just going to sell it because we're going out of business so which means you know we're just trying to you know whatever remaining uh, pieces of flesh that are on this dream of a carcass called a business that we tried to start no longer exists but like h- how many businesses go out of, of business because they're just so good at closing i mean it like it, <laughs> it never happens i mean you know, I mean, again, you know, yeah, we just sold so much here that we just can't. You know, we gotta shut the doors. We gotta close. You know, this business ain't gonna work. I mean, it's always because people can't sell. And so, if there's anyone listening to this and you're struggling in your business or you want to make more money, like close more sales. I mean, it's it's not. It's like get the ball in the hole, like I mean, it's that's the deal. You know deal.
1: what's funny though is that going going out of business is a great scarcity kind of. Uh, motivator in a way, right? There was a there was a store in Toronto that used to right downtown, right in right in the middle of the city. They would have these big signs that would say "Going Out." And then instead of saying of business, they would say for business. So it was going out for business sale, but everybody would look at it as like a yellow thing that said going out of business, you know? So everybody would flock there because it feels like they're going to get a good, uh, a good <laughs> deal. But every weekend they'd have to the going out for business sale. But no, I think there's something though that you said that is very important because I think that sales is a loaded word and people attach so many deeper emotional meanings to it that I'm not, I'm not a sales. I don't, I don't, I'm not a sales guy. I don't want to sell people on anything or that we attach a negative um, thing to it. I don't know whether I told you this, Joe, just to talk about it made up an acronym for leads and sales because um, often uh, you know, I always try and, justify things by helping people get down to the core unit of helping one person, right? And taking a very personal approach. So calling somebody a lead, like leads, seems like it's a depersonalizing thing. So I came up with an acronym for leads as an individual who's showing up with a label and it says, let's engage and do something. And then sales is showing all leads easy solutions. And if you just take this idea that you use marketing to generate leads, people who are showing up individuals on your website, in your inbox that are saying, let's engage and do something because you've persuaded them, like Robert Jardim would talk about, they've opted in for a book called The Adult Acne Cure that they're looking for a solution for that, right? Let's engage and do something. And sales being showing all leads easy solutions that just makes it so much more. Um, it, it puts a positive approach on on how you label what you're doing and allows you to be enthusiastic about it. That you're not trying you're not trying to persuade somebody to do something that you want them to do it comes right back to zig's idea of helping enough other people get what they want that you if you look at sales as showing somebody solutions to the biggest problems that are plaguing them that you become a catalyst to something wonderful happening in their life for them getting what they want that there's nothing more empowering than that as a thing to wake up excited about every morning
3: yeah, I love it. Hey, you know, so so we're as we bring Zig back to the future, um we were Mark and I were in Toronto this past weekend at a technology company and we're actually bringing Zig back through a hologram. And so we now wow. have been on stage with Zig coming to life right there. Uh, in in front of you,
1: and we're going to be wow. carrying zig around the world. It's, it's and, incredible! And, you know, <laughs> it's
4: incredible. You yeah.
1: could send him on tour uh, with Tupac. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> uh, we're
4: we're going to send him. We're going to send him on tour with Kevin Harrington. <laughs> yeah, there
3: we go. It's funny. I, I was on stage with uh, Robert Cialbiini in São Paulo, Brazil. Uh, the two of us went down there to the World Trade Center in front of two thousand people. And uh, Mark and I are going back on February 3rd to Sao Paulo to the same group. It's going to be 3,000 people that are going to get Zig Ziglar uh, uh, oriented uh, with the new uh, programs that we're bringing out. Because, again, this everything that we've got, all these assets are, are, are being digitized as we speak and brought back to the future. So that anybody that's never seen Zig or you have seen him, you're now going to be able to see him on the Internet. And and we're going to be doing amazing, um, you know, just bringing all these things back. And I, I mean, I just have to say, I mean, Jason is using Zig Ziglar in his daily life. I use him in my daily life. How many people out there that if there's 100 closes maybe could use? Two or three or five or ten of those that they maybe haven't thought about and just tested. So this this is this is what we're going to be doing. And and for anyone listening today, I know Joe, we've got you know we're going to be throwing out a lot of free content to the listeners of I Love Marketing. And um, you know we're looking forward to uh, sharing this because as Mark said, we want to help people get what they want. Uh, and in their business by increasing their sales, increasing their profits, et cetera. That's what it's all about.
1: No,
2: that, that's awesome. So why don't we do this? Why don't you guys give out a the, the website? Because I know you got zigsecrets.com. And maybe, Mark, we talked about different, maybe you could do a forward slash I love marketing. Uh, I think that would probably be good. And we can even... Yeah,
4: because here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listening to this podcast, okay? I can tell you right now, I'm sending our entire, you know, Zig universe to this podcast. I can just tell you right now, I'm, I'm going public and saying I'm sending everybody here because everybody in the Zig universe needs to hear you guys talk about Zig and, and everybody that's not in this universe needs to hear about it. So we're going to create a URL that's zigsecrets.com. That's our main, you know, URL for our masterclass, but we're going to do slash I love marketing. And here's what we're going to do differently. We're going to give you everything. Like we're going to give your audience everything that we're creating, you know, for this ecosystem to basically give people, you know, every appetizer that we have for, you know, the Zig Ziglar vault. We're going to put it all in the I love marketing slash I love marketing. So that's a commitment I'm making. My team's going to, you know, go crazy. But, you know, I, I just feel like everybody needs to hear this episode because you could listen to this episode and go out and 100x whatever you're doing because we just gave you the secrets. We just said it's not about chasing the newest shiny object, it's about going backwards a few decades and saying, What is it that these guys did that they knew that nobody's using today, or that people who are super successful are using today? You know, that I've missed. And what you've missed is nothing happens until you close the sale. You can have the most flashy email, you can have the most flashy website, but at the end of the day, you still gotta close the sale. And selling is where it happens. And so zigseekers.com slash I love marketing. We're gonna give them a, an incredible cheat sheet from Kevin Harrington. We're gonna give them an incredible uh, 14 lessons to sales success by Zig Ziglar. And then we're doing a, a, a sh- one of those free reports from Zig and Kevin about, you know, just just the the real pull the curtain back on where selling really happens. We'll put it all in that URL. Awesome.
1: That's awesome. awesome.
2: Cool. And so, uh thank you guys. And Jason, is there anything you'd like to add before we basically uh let everyone like jump off this uh
5: podcast and go sell something? <laughs> Yeah, check it out and, you know, steal as many of the closes as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Get
4: the three-by-five cards out. I love that. Like, I love
5: that. It's funny because I I never thought about it until you said it, Kevin, but wait, there's more. Um, We all have our own deviation of that, don't we? Because, you know, on a webinar – I don't have a limited amount of media time. Like we don't buy 30-minute spots or two-minute spots or even 60-minute spots. So we've done webinars that are four, six, eight, sometimes 10 or 12 hours long because as long as they're listening, I'm selling. And as long as they're buying, I'll continue to sell. Uh, But we've always done it on a value-added perspective of, but wait, there's more. Not literally those words, but... Uh, New information, new decision was something that I learned from Zig. If I can give somebody new information, then their no decision can become a yes decision. And I mean, tell me that's not valuable for any business that's looking to do more business. That attitude shift then says, okay, if somebody needs new information to get a new decision, what new perspective can I give them to help them understand it or see this in a different light? Because if the light that they're seeing in it now isn't good enough for them to say yes to it, What light or what perspective would be for the right person? Do I have to provide to get them to say yes? And and that's the whole subtle, it's a subtle shift in thinking, but it does everything to change how you approach a situation. Because if I look at it as if I give this person the right information, I have something that can change their life, then I will be able to help them change their life. But if I don't give them the right information to help them change their life, then I have failed them. Now it becomes, how do I serve them by giving them the right information? And when Mark and when you, Kevin, present them with an opportunity to get some new information, then I would take it if I were them. And I'm going to take it too. And then we can help other people with this new information that we can provide to them, make better decisions, which is essentially why pretty much everybody listened to this podcast started their business in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes,
2: exactly.
3: That's
2: no, great. that's great. And uh, Mark and Kevin, any famous last words?
3: Well, I'm just super excited. Uh, as you know, I've been Known as the infomercial guy for all these years, and um, I'm really excited, Joe, to be involved uh, with Genius Network, and uh, appreciate the time that from everybody on the phone here, from Jason to yourself to Dean Jackson, uh, in, in helping us get this message out, uh, because it's this it's it's a it's a new digital age, and uh, this is the way people want to consume information, and there's there's you know hundreds of millions of people out there that have not heard all of these uh, these techniques. And as Mark Tim said from the very beginning, some of the things that we've found in the vaults are never before released ever that anyone has seen. And so so when we share this with all of your people and, and the folks that are listening today, I think they're gonna be blown away by the content and the and the new way that we're going to be delivering it, and um, you know we're just taking it as I say back to the future, and uh, you know maybe sometime we can do a little hologram situation at one of the uh, the Genius Network uh, events and and have some fun with Zig coming on stage. That'd be
1: awesome, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, no, I would t- I would totally <laughs> love that. And what I will we'll say too is,
2: and then Mark, yeah, I'll i go to you in a second. What I what I want to say is, as you're listening to this um if, if you can think of any business owner, male, female, young, old, whatever, that would benefit from hearing this or some young person starting out, I mean, this would be such a valuable uh, episode to share with people because so many people are oblivious to it. And, and everyone could think of a, a business owner, a, a restaurant that you go to, any place that if they just knew – how to be more effective at selling. If they appreciated selling, how much better would they would they do? And in many cases, it would it would save their business. And so, introduce this knowledge to anyone in your life, especially young people that have never even heard of Zig Ziglar before, because it could really impact them in a very beneficial way. So, I just wanted to make that put that out there. So, we'd love to have you share this episode with. Anyone well, that you think I mean, would I, find a benefit. I,
4: I, I love that because I, I couldn't completely agree. I mean, I, I went on record on this call saying that the Zig Nation is going to share with our ecosystem, which is pretty big. And so, you know, the only thing I would have to wrap this up is I'm going to borrow something from my buddy, Kevin Harrington, my business partner, and say the only thing that I have to say at the end of this call is, you know, is, is a book by Kevin. It's titled Act Now. And, you know, that's, that's actually the, the parting thought that I have. If something in this podcast inspired you, if you said to yourself, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the piece of information that's been holding me back. This is what's going to push me over the threshold. The only thing that's going to keep you from a hundred xing your business or 10 xing your business or, or, or launching a business is whether or not you finish this podcast and act now. And so many people finished, they'd listen to something, go, man, that was a great record. Well, those guys really had it going, man, that was exciting. And they missed the next best thing they can do, which is act now. And so I'm committing to throwing everything in. I mean, like, we're not going to hold back. You go to zigsecrets.com slash marketing. We're giving you everything under the sun that we can think of to get you started, and then hopefully you'll join the ecosystem of the Secrets Closing the Sale Masterclass. But all I want you to do is act now, whether it's to share this with a friend that needs to hear this podcast, or a young person that needs to hear this, or whether it is to take the next step in your business, or whether it is to go to that URL, I don't care what it is, just don't finish listening to this and do nothing. Act now.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, guys. Well, I I appreciate it. And to all our listeners out there, I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, Wherever you heard this episode, uh, subscribe to I Love Marketing if you've not already done so on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Please leave your comments. And we will also put the show notes and anything else related to uh, Zig Ziglar and anything that we do with these guys in the future, we will keep you in the loop on. And, Dean, it would probably even be smart for us to set up ilovemarketing.com forward slash zig. And we'll just keep people in the loop as we go along because I'm sure this is not going to be the only episode. Episode that we do with uh, Mark and Kevin in the future. So, uh, and Mark
1: and Kevin, what's that? It's not going out of style. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a chance. We're
4: we're five decades and counting here.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this as a historic event as we're flying around in spaceships and we're delivering, you know, uh, VR experiences to people in, you know, through a hologram with Kevin in their living room talking with Zig Ziglar. So you never know where all this shit's going to go. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. And, yeah, again, uh, we, we look forward to talking to you on the next episode of I Love Marketing. And we'd love to hear about your results that you get from what you have learned and applied from Zig Ziglar. So on behalf of myself and Kevin Harrington and Mark Tim and Jason Flatland and Dean Jackson, thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love Marketing. Make sure to claim your free access to the Ziglar Vault at zigsecrets.com forward slash I Love Marketing. If you would like access to the full interview, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 316. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash three. One, six.